Hello, guys. This is um, Molly McGuire, and I'm here with Alicia Loray, and this is episode 23 of our daily podcast series, On the Rise. The topic today is depression. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing great, Molly. How are you? Yeah, not too, not too bad, not too bad. So what comes to mind if you think about this topic? When I think of depression, I think of the time period during high school where I was depressed and I didn't go to school for about two or three months at a period of time um, due to just feeling like I had no control over being overwhelmed by the amounts of homework I had or keeping up with the classes I enrolled in. So I just quit going to school and I felt like no one could help me to get back on track. Yeah. And um, looking back, was it really the stress that got you? The, yeah. Or were there other factors playing uh, in playing with? I think it was definitely stress. Um, I think I tended to put a lot of stuff on myself when I was younger. I took on more things that I could handle. For example, like I wouldn't take like one or two AP courses. I would need to take all of them. And then when I got behind the homework, everything would get behind. I would just let it, keep going it was just this whole roller coaster where I would go downhill and so stress was definitely a factor and then also another factor was the fact that I felt like I I didn't know my feelings I couldn't identify what I was going through I didn't identify as being depressed back then I just was just kind of like hopeless I was just sitting around basically in my bedroom um just thinking like just being miserable basically I wasn't trying to think of a way out or I didn't know how to get out yeah, that, that's that's a scary story, by the way. I mean, it's good that you're you're telling it. I mean, it probably can help a lot of listeners because that's why we're doing this topic because we, we talked about it before. It's um, depression is on the rise, and that's uh, very. I mean, for for instance, a lot of high achievers struggle with it. So that's why we think we can make a difference, right? I mean, you're telling your story. I personally had. Um, had struggled too. I mean, I can't really say I had a full-blown depression, but mm-hmm. uh, I struggled with, um, like you, um, well, it was a later stage in my life. It was 27, 28, 28, but uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had no plans, no future, no girlfriend, no money, <laughs> no job mm-hmm. prospect. Um, I, I stayed in, in all the, I, laid, I, lied on my, I lied on my couch all day watching Discovery Channel. So, yeah, I, I, I was there too. I mean, could have uh, ended worse too. But maybe now we can talk about, I mean, do you f- know how you, you solved it, how you got out of it? I was just going to ask you that too. I eventually just decided to try to go back to school and get back on track. So I would go back sometimes for a couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my grades together. I'm going to get caught up in my classes. But by the time I finally was consistent, it was too late. And I had actually um, been able to get scholarships to a few different universities prior to this. And I had lost all my scholarships because I ended up graduating high school six months late. But I still did it. I did it through going to summer courses at the high school. And then I also went to a fall semester at a community college to finish up. So that's eventually how I got back on track was I just made a decision to, okay, let's, let's get caught up and get back on track here. And I think that's the biggest thing about depression too, is you have to realize that you can control the outcome. Just speaking from my personal perspective, I've never like, for instance, this one person on medium wrote a comment one time and said their daughter was so depressed that she literally has not been out of her bed for like the entire 18 years of her life, which I cannot imagine being that degree of depressed. 
But for me, what worked was just realizing that I can control the outcome and I'm not out of fact to the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, But for instance, I mean, like the, the, the daughter, the daughter who stayed in bed for 18 years, that's probably like uh, some kind of medical condition, right? I mean, we should probably go ahead and say that we're not doctors and we're not giving medical advice. So, uh, um, you know, I mean, we're just talking about what happened to us, right? Um, Exactly. It's just a personal experience. Yeah. Uh, For me, for me, it was a little bit different because uh, I, I too decided that something had to happen. I wrote about that. Like a friend came, came by and said like, what are you even doing with your life? And that shocked me into some kind of, um, yeah state of like yeah let's do something about it but honestly it did nothing really happened for i would probably say one one or two three years that i i mean that really changed everything mm-hmm. because yeah. what, what's different with you is that you had a clean break clean break with your situation because you went to uh to community college you i mean you you change your environment a bit and that was enough i think well, let me say this too. I know it's not like everything was good after that. Like I did still struggle with it throughout my early twenties. Like there was moments in my life, like through breakups or other things that are going on that I wasn't satisfied with. I would still go through the same thing go back into those waves. And then I would like, okay, let's pull myself out of this. Cause I think I, I didn't enjoy the misery, but like, I was okay with being like miserable. I just think it was a normal part of life. I'm like, okay. You know, and I would just sit there for like a month or two or three and just be down the whole time. And I don't do that anymore. Like the most I am like, I wouldn't say depressed, but the most I'm like having a bad mood is like a day. It's not even a whole full day most of the time. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, because I see that a lot too. There are people out there who really love being miserable. And mm-hmm. that's, that's something you have to be aware of if you're, if you're like that too. Because, um, yeah, like I say, it's sometimes easy to just wallow away for three months and not do anything. And then just, I mean, yeah, then, then you have an excuse too for not doing anything. Sorry, I'm miserable, miserable or I'm depressed. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's important. That's a very interesting uh, observation. Right, and, also, and the time just wastes away. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the, yeah, the time, yeah, you're losing time. That's the thing. And also what I would probably say is, I mean, it helped for me and we talked about it before is like, um, if you have toxic people in your life, put them out because some of people are just enablers. Like if you're, uh, I had friends like that. If I was miserable, they were like, yeah, but everybody's miserable. Let's go to the bar and you know what I mean? I didn't want to help. Yeah. Let's wallow in our doubt or in our misery and just go on with our lives. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, you definitely have to surround yourself with good people. And like my case, like I'm not saying my parents are bad people or anything, but they completely didn't understand what I was going through. They were just like, what's wrong with you? Like, go to school. And they weren't like really trying to dissect the situation. I didn't know what was going on. So it was just like not a good situation. And then later on in life, like I didn't really like talking about my feelings. Like I keep, I kind of like keeping my feelings myself even now, but like I'm able to sort through them now. I didn't know how to sort them before. I was just like not talking to anybody and feel like, it's not something that should be discussed, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that I had to bear the burden of it on myself. And I think it's really important that you can, that you feel op- like you can be open with other people to share how you're feeling so you can work through that and get help. Yeah. I mean, that's what I hope to achieve with this uh, episode too, is like that people realize that it doesn't have to be your default state. Miserable, mm-hmm. miser- misery doesn't have to be the default state. You can, I mean, 
you can expect to be happy. Happiness is a skill you can expect to, to I mean, everybody is allowed to be happy. So, um, yeah, if there are people out there who think that that's not the case, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's certain yeah, steps. You're right. Yeah. I like what you said there too, that some people feel like they're not allowed to be happy or some people feel like they deserve like the depression that's on them because something that's happened in their past, like you can change your life at any point in time and start new. So I think it's really important that people realize that as well. Yeah. I mean, I've read, um, uh, I think a couple of hours ago and a totally unrelated uh, thing, but I read a study that like um, people uh, administer their dog's medicine 95% of the time, but their own medicine like 55% of the time. So <laughs> in a way they feel like their dog is worth more or worthy more of the medicine than, than they are. So in a way they're like, yeah, I'm totally messed up. This is, uh, you know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. a little bit of shame. You, you have to realize that you are the most beautiful thing ever on this universe and you are worthy of your love and you have to, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? You're the, that's, yeah. that's the feeling you have to have and that you have to nurture. And, that's and, really important. Yeah, I love that. And you, I think it comes to like, you have to be selfish at first like you have to take care of yourself first before you start taking care of other people. Because if you give everything out, you know, at first you have nothing left for yourself. So you have to make sure you're, you're in a good position and then you can help other people and then everyone succeeds or everyone wins. So yeah. I think like you said, to make sure you give yourself medicine first and you can take care of your dog and your cat and other people, whatever, you know, you have to start with you though. Yeah. It's like in, um, in, a, in the plane uh, rides right, where they say like uh, first administer your own oxygen mask and then do the, oxygen mask of your kids right not the other way around it's the yeah, same thing that's and true anyway, yeah this reminds me also about the, that lane piece about greed that she was afraid to be greedy and um it's the same way in a way that like you have to be happy first you have to be yeah. greedy for happiness you have to you have to take care of yourself you have to be i mean on or on the rise of publication, sometimes I feel like people think this is all about you and, and making it big, but there's a reason why it's why that is so important because if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will. Mm -hmm. That's true. Like if uh, like we said before, like if we succeed, everyone else we help everyone else succeed as well. So I mean yeah. I think it's really important that we try to focus on growing and trying to become better ourselves and that way it trickles out to everyone else. So you're right. Mm -hmm. and and the thing that people don't realize too is that like your life really matters i mean people think like yeah it's my life i can do with it what i want but if you mess it up you hurt a lot of your loved ones i mean that's what suicide does to to your loved ones to your family so you have a responsibility to to give to, to live your best life and to take care of yourself and to take keep yourself in a perfect mental state even if you think you're not worthy of it because you're always leaving behind people who, who, who are devastated by what, what you would do to yourself. Yeah, it's painful to the ones you leave behind. And I think it's really important um, that people recognize that everyone has a purpose on earth. I mean, that's why we're all here. And it's not something that drops into your life. So you can't walk around wondering and being, you know, just feeling sorry for yourself. You have to go after it, take the reins and take control of life. It's not like everything's not just going to come to you. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing that happened for me too, is realizing that I don't have to sit here and just let life happen to me. It's going to happen for me because I make it. So I think that's really important. Yeah. And you, you talked about, 
having a purpose. I mean, by now people are really bored about my purpose, right? I'm talking about it every time. But what is your purpose? I mean, I, I, I don't, I haven't read about that, I think. Or maybe not that. Yeah, I mean, I think my purpose is very broad. Um, I think I just want to help people in general. That's what I've always felt like my purpose was since I was younger. Like when I was nine years old, I told my parents back then I wanted to be a missionary and just have this big boat and travel along the coast of Africa and have like a free clinic and help cure people. Um, I've changed since then, but my overall goal is just to help as many people as I can so people can remember that impact that I've made. So that's, I guess, where I am. I also want to travel and stuff too that fits into that. So it's kind of broad though. Yeah, it's a very nice person purpose to have and like you said it starts with uh, helping yourself first right because if you don't help yourself if you're not strong if you're not financially strong mentally strong spiritually strong you cannot help others too that's the thing that's right uh, with a lot of people who who are yeah who are who want to help too but they don't have their own house in order and Mm -hmm. then uh, i mean you can be the best person in the world the nicest person in the world if you if your life is a mess I mean, you're only going to, um, yeah, mess up everything else. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because that happened to me before, too, what you're saying, help yourself first. Like, I've been in situations before where, like, because I have this giving heart or whatever, so I always try to give people, like, money or try to give them a place to stay or whatnot in the past. And then it always backfired because I couldn't afford the situation. And then everything would come crumbling down and I would suffer. And then so with the person that I was trying to help even though sometimes they were, you know, trying to take advantage of me, but like I wasn't in a position to help them. So in order to get into a position to help them, I have to be the best that I can be first. Yeah. I mean, yeah, be the best that I can be is something I've said before too. So that's, uh, that's familiar. So yeah. uh, like, say you, you were helping people. Um, what, I mean, how did you, I mean, did you feel like you were taking advantage sometimes or how do you yeah. feel about- plenty of times I mean I don't know if people I don't know if everyone starts off with like the intent like I want to take advantage of this person I think some people are just like that and I mean I'm not gonna say they can't they can't help themselves they can help themselves that's just what they've learned the learned behavior um like in one situation I had a girl who she had an unfortunate childhood and she was um abused when she was younger by her father and her mother didn't treat her well and blamed her for the abuse and she needed a place to stay and she asked me so I allowed her to stay there and I under the pretense that she gets a job and helps out with the expenses but then she just decided to live there for a couple months and didn't get a job and then I asked her why she said it was because her daughter she didn't want to put her daughter in daycare because her daughter had a um like her daughter had an issue with her finger, like part of her finger was missing. So that was her excuse for not putting her in daycare because she wants other kids to bully her. So, I mean, that was all sad and everything. And I felt bad, but I was like, I can't bear this whole burden. Like you still have to be responsible for yourself as a person. So that was kind of like being taken advantage of a little bit. And eventually we had a falling out and she ended up leaving. So that's something that happened in the past with like, in terms of like someone taking advantage in a way. So how would you help people now? How would you... Uh... Um, yeah, how would you make sure you don't get it taken advantage of now? Well, right now I only say yes to things that I know I'm capable of handling in my current situation, which is not much. <laughs> right now I'm just really focused on working on the publication, the podcast, 
um, my work and just, you know, with my kids and everything. So I'm just focused on myself and what I need to do to grow as a person over the next year or so. And hopefully after that, I'll be in more of a position to extend that to other people to help. That's nice. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about um, in the context of depression is, is a, a phenomenon that I recently see is that there, people are getting lonelier, lonelier and lonelier as a society. Um, do you have any opinions on that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with social media because we're not connecting with people on a face-to-face -face level. We're all doing that all through the network when, when you're online looking at other people's lives it's only natural sometimes to start comparing yourself because what everyone puts online is their best like their best self it looks like they have a great life and that can cause people to feel a little bit more depressed don't you think yeah sure yeah of course yeah i mean if, especially if you're not feeling great that great either and you see all those great people online you think like why why can't i have that so yeah yeah And, but you never know what's going on behind the screen. Like I'm sure some of those people who present themselves as having this fantastic life are, are struggling. Not that I want anyone to struggle, but you can't take it for face value. You have to understand that everyone goes through things in life and what you're going through has nothing to do with anyone else's life. You just got to work on yourself and worry about like improving yourself. Yeah, that's, that's basically it because I, for instance, I, I have a friend and I know exactly his situation and I, I used to follow him on Instagram, but I don't do that anymore. But he was always drinking champagne and staying mm -hmm. in the nice hotels and, and posing with uh, Lambos and, and with uh, Jaguars and stuff like that. And it was so fake. But I mean, a lot of people believe it, of course, because if you don't know the guy, you think like, yeah, he's doing all right. But it's so fake and it's so superficial. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a, a great way to live. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can't focus on those superficial things. They don't add meaning to life like they're nice to have like things like nice cars might be nice for some people um all that's on instagram but like if you aren't good on the inside then your life is going to be crazy even people that are like wealthy or rich like you know we've heard in the media a lot recently people are committing suicide and it's very unfortunate very sad and they have supposedly lives that would be like the best ever like you would expect them to be happy because they have it all but that's not the case because internally it's not there Yeah, that reminds me of a, a quote you, you shared recently um, from the Master Key system, right? That you said, like, I, it's, I can't, can't tell it how you wrote it because it's like that uh, uh, hang, uh, old English. It's like whatever side of you becomes, outs becomes the outside world, I think, right? I mean, I'm butchering it now, but maybe you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, I feel like we have all the answers within. And I'm just going to pull up the quote real quick because I, I don't know word for word. I'm sorry. Let's see. It says, life is an unfoldment, not a creation. What comes to us in the world without is what we already possess within. So if you look around your life and everything is miserable and you're not satisfied with all the results, it's a result of what is going in within you internally. Like you've created the result. And that might sound like, You know, it's kind of harsh for someone that's going through depression or something, um, anxiety or something like that. But I had to realize that myself too. Like if I'm unhappy with my life externally, it's because I've created that, that external life. Like I have things I'm working on now that I'm not happy with 
like I'm happy overall, but there's some things that need to change my life. And I realized that I have to be responsible for changing them. It's not going to change itself. It's a result of whatever my thinking is inside. That's going to change it. Okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a fan of like uh, actionable wisdom, right? So um, simple steps to, to take action. So what would be, for instance, your top three um, uh, pieces of advice to, to someone who's struggling or suffering or maybe a friend of, or, or who knows a friend or a relative who suffers? I would um, identify what are what are the things that are causing the depression first? I would take a look at my life and say, what is making me feel so miserable right now? For me, that was easily identifiable was because I was taking on too much. So that would be my thing. And then I, secondly, I take a look at what I can change, which would probably be to take less of those AP courses back in high school or to manage my schedule better, to have more balance in my life. And then um, thirdly, I would just start living the life, my new life based off of that the changes and then don't repeat the cycle <laughs> that's that's very nice advice honestly um I, I i think yeah well I, i i would probably say and i say it every time it's like just start right just do something something small that makes you feel better mm-hmm. and just keep grinding away day after day every day a little bit more and um try to try to have growth in your life maybe mm-hmm. journal Try to focus on the on the great. Uh, I mean, even on the smallest wins. Try to focus on the wins. Uh, for don't focus on the bad things. I mean, those things all work. And then usual things work out. Uh, maybe some kind of meditation. Uh, meet some friends or go to uh, a walking club or something. Whatever. Have have social conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Something intellectually engaging too. Something that really excites you. Start building that. Uh, yeah, should probably yeah. work. Those are great, and I think like also like the issue is like some people feel like they could like no one else in the world has like a worse position, which is not true. There's always somebody that has it worse. But I think even as bad as your situation may be, like never give up hope or never think it's possible. Never think it's not possible to get out of it. There's always a way out. So I think that's really important too to realize that. There's always a way to get out and you have to start searching for it, start seeking the answer from within, seek help, you know, guidance, whatever you need to do to, to start changing your situation. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, uh, I don't want to brag or I don't want to, I mean, I'm going to self-promote now. I uh, wrote today a post called Mid-Year Evaluation of My 2018 Goals. Mm-hmm. And basically I said like, it's only six months, but a lot of it happens or a lot of it changed in six months. I mean, people who want to see what changed should probably read the post. It's uh, uh, amazing what happens, but that's yeah. my, uh, that's my thing or my advice. Like people give to people, like if you do something every day, you will be amazed how much has changed in, in, in six months and how small your problems, how, how, how small your problems really are. If you look uh, like, if you zoom out and look like two, three, four years uh, ahead, Yeah, I agree. And I think like for most of my situations that I thought were like serious major situations in my life, it's only taken me like three months to get out of them, like financial or otherwise. It's only taken me a little bit of time to start turning around. But you can immediately have a change even starting today. The first, like the most important thing to start changing is your mind. That's the biggest step. So if you change your mind today, and that's the biggest step you can take to start um, having a different sort of life or the life that you want. 
or to not be depressed anymore. That's, um, I think that's a nice note to, uh, to stop. I mean, unless you have something more to add. Uh, no, no I, think that's, I think that's pretty good. I mean, I think we covered a lot of different things. And I mean, I just hope people start taking action and, and realize they don't have to be in this, in this state and to reach out and get help if they need it. Yeah, um, life is too short to be unhappy, right? We said it before. Um, yeah. that's, that's basically it. Okay, before I finish, I would love to uh, give a little uh, shout out to uh, Danny Forrest and his post, Reading Can Indeed Change Your Life Forever. Um, mm -hmm. Also a little bit the same uh, advice. So, um, yeah, I think um, that was the show, right? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I enjoyed okay. talking about this today. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so uh, to our listeners, tomorrow there's another show. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye.